0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the Names of God episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode so you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Joel. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm Pastor Jonathan, and I'm
1: here with Pastor Joel. I'm so jacked. Yeah. That was was great. Hey, we're in the Names of God. One of the points we made was... What we call each other doesn't change who we are. So I could call you Pastor Joel. You could call yourself Pastor Joel, but you're still at the core, Pastor Jonathan.
0: And just like that, this the, the screw up that I did has been made salvageable.
1: Yes, we can and use it.
0: We can use it and we're going <laughs> to use it and it's going to stay in there. Oh, yeah. I love it. Wow. Well, that's a great intro.
1: Yeah, this was a good episode too. I appreciate um, this one.
0: Yeah, man. So we're still in this God's Nature series. So here, here's my first question is, why are we stepping this out like this? Why don't we just drop God's Nature right away on people? Why don't we just let them have it, tell them what we think, and fire away? Why Why are we doing it this way, PJ?
1: This The way we're doing it, there's two reasons. One is, it enables us to address some major ways that people have been hurt in the church. And that's the point of this podcast is for us to give people the answers they need to overcome that damage. And then ultimately with the milk pad podcast to help leaders who want to help people who've been hurt by church. And uh, so that's one reason. So we're walking this out slow so we mm-hmm. can touch on all those areas of damage. The second reason is it creates this need.
0: Hmm. So
1: what we've been doing is laying this out in a way where not just a need for you to listen to these episodes. That's not what I mean. But it it, it ought to help people recognize the need for a non-contradictory explanation of God's nature. Because... Hmm what we'll end up seeing when we get to that episode is it does account for all the damage in this area that that explanation of God's nature accounts for all the things we've been talking about, all the effects we've been talking about and it dissolves all of this damage when somebody actually embrace understands and embraces that definition.
0: Yeah. So it was really cool in this, in this, podcast we're talking about names are the effects names are personalities names are these titles but names are not the model right it was interesting when you said the strict and loose perspective have the same kind of beginning
1: they're they're both arguing a different point right they're arguing god can be defined god can't be defined but their support for that argument's the same. That's what's weird about this. And one of the reasons it shows that both sides are contradictory, at some point you run into a contradiction because the support's the same. They're, the, the people saying you can define God, but he's defined in multiple ways, supported through his many names,
0: mm.
1: has the same support as the people on the loose side saying God can't be defined supported by as many names hmm. which i find interesting this a lot of this reminded me of the love episode when you start throwing out these answers for words have multiple meanings you fall into the you fall into this trap of of uh, contradictions because when a word is used it has a specific meaning right and every word has a definition that is non-contradictory. We may not be aware of what that definition is, but that doesn't mean we don't have a definition for the words we use. And one of the points I made in the love episode was, one of the proofs that this model for love is flawed is, these Christians can't even agree on how many different Greek words there are for love. Huh. And here again, we're like, the Christians can't even agree on... Okay, if, if we're going down the road of God has multiple names, so we can't define them, how many names does he have? We can't even agree on that.
0: Because we have to define what we mean by name.
1: Yep, and that requires <laughs> another definition. And ouch, that's what people are trying to stay away from. Wow. Because if I give a definition, now I'm held to that definition. Or at least that's what I feel like.
0: Right. And that's where I, uh, what I feel like you keep... uh, kept coming up in this episode is the idea of rationalizing your beliefs so someone so can you help me understand a little bit more about what a rationalization is and how I spot it and like kind of let's let's do like a, a deep dive into rationalizations here because this seems like that's one of the biggest reasons why people are that the, the names of God topic has caused damage is because people are using it as a rationalization. So, so that we can help people who've been hurt by rationalizations. I want us to understand what a rationalization is.
1: I'm glad we're doing this because especially as a teacher, I love to give reasons behind why I do things and why I say things. And I don't want me giving a reason for a behavior to necessarily be lumped with me rationalizing a behavior because that's Uh not, that's not always the same thing. So a rationalization is an excuse to stay on a flawed path. What it can look like is somebody just explaining why they did something stupid. So let me, let me just use the swearing episode as an example of this. Let's walk this out. Yeah. So let's say I swear you and I are talking, maybe we're recording one of our radio shows Hmm. and I swear, and we have to press pause and you're like, pastor Joel, why are you swearing? Like we're trying to record this episode me rationalizing would be me saying I did it because I wanted to make an emphatic point about this topic that we're talking about. Essentially I did it so that this point has an exclamation point after it. That sounds like I'm just explaining it. Hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. However, if it's wrong for me to do that thing, it's possible what I just did is given excuses to why I can do it again in the future. Uh That's really what a rationalization is doing is I want to explain away my behavior in a way where I can keep doing that behavior moving forward. I'll say whatever I can right now to make me feel good about doing that behavior again in the future. Hmm. Where me just explaining my reason behind swearing wouldn't necessarily include me. Excusing being on that path, where I could say, you know what, that was wrong. I don't want to do it again. The reason I did it was because I wanted to make this emphatic point. But there's another way I can do that without swearing. So you notice, I in both those examples, I gave a the same reason behind the behavior. Yeah, but in the first example, that reason was meant to give me an excuse to keep doing it. Where in the second one. It was me just sharing on myself, not excusing the flawed behavior that I just had.
0: Okay. So the real difference between a rationalization and a, a, and of giving a reason is this flawed behavior, is this flawed path. That's what we're trying to basically get at. So when someone, when you spot a rationalization, how do you address that? How would you get, get at that? Because that's where it's like people with people that in my experience that are throwing out rationalizations are really sneaky.
1: Right. So these are, so some of the questions I like to ask a question. One of the questions you can ask is, is that right?
0: Beautiful. Oh, that's so good.
1: And, and here's where you'll, so I could a lot say to you, times, so
0: I want to, I want to, I want to do that example. So I could say to you, Pastor Joel, was it right that you swore on the episode?
1: Exactly. And now my response to that question is going to show you how much I want to excuse that behavior or not. Okay. Because if I really want to rationalize, what I'll do is I'll find a way where it was okay for me to do it, but no one else. Mm. Where. Yeah, but you know what? We're talking to this certain group of people who like swearing. It's like, okay. So basically, was it right or wrong? Just answer yes or no. Like, why is it right for you and for no one else right now? Mm. And that. so another way you could say, would you be okay if someone else came on our show and started swearing? No. All right, so now I'm rationalizing. But ultimately asking that question, is it right? From that point forward, you'll it'll prove out what my true intentions are and because if what I'm doing is just giving you the reason why I swore what that'll look like is me saying you asked me if it was right I'll say no mm-hmm. And we've covered we've covered confession on this on this podcast before too right so one of the ways we can see the difference between someone just sharing a reason and someone rationalizing is is also determining do you plan on doing that behavior again right So when we give a confession, I explain what I did wrong. I explain why I did it. And then to basically ensure to to myself, to God, and to the person I'm talking to, that this isn't just a rationalization. We advise people to also do the third part of a full confession, which is to say, and I'm going to try not to do it again. Sure. I don't want to do it again. Right. Which that line right there. Proves the person's not rationalizing their behavior. Hmm. Yeah.
0: So I've, I've definitely seen it where you can ask someone a question and they rationalize and then you ask them a question again, and then they rationalize and they keep rationalizing. So when do you, when do you walk away?
1: I just asked the, is that right question? Yeah and i wouldn't even care what their answer is i'd walk away i you know if they answer it great if they don't answer it that question has an effect on that person's unconscious brain whether they answer it or not yeah so at that point if they answer it and they want to like i'll hang out and we can still talk about it mm-hmm. but at that point i'm done like i've done the work i need to do in order to help this person be confronted in their rationalization
0: so the reason why i'm still Uh, asking them question after question after question is because I'm just trying to change their behavior and trying to take control and trying to fix, fix the the moment. And I don't have faith that I don't have experience and understanding, or I need to grow in it when it comes to unconscious confrontations.
1: Right. Cause answering, if I'm looking for a specific answer, when I ask them a question, Mm -hmm. it is, it's me grasping for an effect. It's me trying to make to make something happen and now i'm i'm in danger of being at fault myself right
0: which is why this you know the defense strategies that we talked about in both the 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 strict and the loose perspective involve a lot of questions and then just walking away right so that's great um oh we got to talk about this what did you think about mrs. Tater's call so we met mrs. Tater Pastor Joel
1: yeah that was that was a surprise she sounds super sweet right and uh yeah you know the man cleaves to the wife right she sounds amazing yeah <laughs> you know, some of the things she said didn't sound too original but yeah. uh but yeah, man, it was, it was great having her on. I hope, I hope we can get to know her more and I hope yep. we can, you know, I hope Pastor Tater comes back on the line in in a future episode.
0: Yeah. It was interesting when you said that reversing causality can lead to depression. I thought that was a really interesting line.
1: Yeah. Um, we're going to be unpacking depression more and more in the next couple episodes, but we're definitely seeing the reversal of causality and holding on to contradictions is is really affecting people people's mental health and uh really what pastor tater was seeming to say through his wife was you know really hammering down this yahweh is actually the more accurate pronunciation of Mm -hmm. you know jehovah but that's not the point the point we're trying to make is how you pronounce these and what the titles are yeah there might be a right way to pronounce these things but that's not our point our point is those pronunciations and those titles don't define the nature of god so which that's a reversal of causality when you start arguing for the right effect and arguing over the effects Mm -hmm that can lead to depression because there's contradictions in that.
0: Nice. Yeah. One of these things that's just, I feel like we we've been coming back to this, this verse, but the Jeremiah nine, 23 and 24 verse is just really, really exciting.
1: I love those verses. I do.
0: It is. It's a great, it's a, for this series, it is just a great passage that we're coming back to
1: yeah and and uh and you know the the story i told about the leader who really was was damaging me was mm-hmm. was abusing me through through negating me and not only negating me but negating the the correct explanation of god's nature
0: mm-hmm.
1: i i referenced how i did have apart from that workshop i was in i did have Really strong men and women in my life who were who aff- who were affirming these truths that I was holding to yeah. and who were teaching me these truths. And I remember being pretty distraught after that interaction with this leader. And it was one of the people in my church at the time. We were still a home church at the time. And I remember it was one of it was one of the people in my church who called me up that afternoon. And shared that was the first time I heard these verses. They shared these verses with me. So these verses mean a lot to me, not only because of of uh what they what they express about how we can glory in understanding who mm-hmm. God is. And not only that, but it also these verses also express express that God delights in that. Yeah. But these verses for me personally also helped repair that damage that i experienced that day Mm. because i was met with joel you're right and god says you're right and god delights in you being excited about understanding who he is sweet and it really helped me see it really did like in a really short amount of time i had this person speaking the truth in love to me that not only edified me, it also at the same time, it simultaneously repaired this damage I had experienced from a leader in the church. So these verses have a real big smiley face in my brain.
0: Awesome. So when we, when we do the, what the flock podcast, we talk about these categories and then the music of life church podcast um, the responses to this category, we get to break it down into self esteem. So, PJ, will you go over those categories based upon people's self esteem?
1: Yes, um, and and wow, the these categories. I'm sure. I'm sure those listening, and and I'm sure I know you and I are seeing a pattern, especially as it relates to this God's nature series. So, I have been trying to explain them in a little bit of different way over these God's nature episodes. Mm. Um, But it's because what we're seeing is really it's low self-esteem people rationalize mid self-esteem people. They understand that the explanation given right now is wrong, Mm. but they don't have a right explanation. Nice. And high self-esteem people know there is a right definition and they're, they're able to or they desire to seek out that definition regardless of how uncomfortable it is for them that's basically the answer we've given for every one of these god's nature episodes nice let me break this one down a little bit more try to do it with a little bit of different swing on it so with these low self-esteem people one of the things we said is they tend to end up depressed in the long term nice someone who understands who they are and how to live that out isn't depressed Someone who understands who they are and live that out is someone who doesn't need depression medication. It's somebody who's actually probably has some joy and passion in their life. Where these low self-esteem people tend tend to either be or are on their path to depression. And in large part, because they are created with a purpose and they are either negating that fact or they don't understand it or they don't know how to live it out. But you want to take, you want to help people get out of mental health issues and off of depression medication. One of the easiest things to do is to help them understand who they are and how to live that out. Nice. Mid self-esteem people. Yeah. these are people who, they still want people they look up to, to affirm them for a cause. They still might, may not have the right answers. But they're not gonna. They're also humble to the point where they'll admit they don't have the answer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and so these people would recognize it's a garbage explanation for me to say you can't define God because He has a bunch of names, and then the high self esteem people. They they do understand who they are. They understand how to live that out. They feel great about the person God created them to be. And even if they can't give an explanation of God, that's non-contradictory. If one was given to them, especially if it was one that was better than the one that they held to be true, they would accept it regardless of how it felt to them. Cause these high self-esteem people recognize feeling something different and uncomfortable does not mean it's wrong and bad. So that would be the way I'd explain these self-esteems as it relates to the names of God.
0: That's awesome. And our ultimate answer on this show, we call a conjunctive answer because it's freedom covers all the freedom with one limitation. So can you break our, our ultimate answer down as a conjunctive, Pastor Joel?
1: Yeah, it's it's really God's names describe his effects. Hmm so god's names would be the freedom the limitation is describe his effects and now when we have that conjunctive it helps us understand some implications that that come alongside that so if god's names describe his effects an implication of that would be they don't describe his nature nice so we're still looking for the cause for his nature. God's, and this is where one of the things I'd want people to understand, and I would want, now let me talk to the leaders. If you're having a conversation with a Christian about God's names, it's okay for you to be excited about what you can learn about God through those names, even if those names don't describe his nature
0: absolutely because
1: that's one of the things that we like to clarify and we did i think we did in the what the Flock." i think you said it in the what the flock episode of this of this topic just because we can express god's nature doesn't mean we know everything about god what we're saying about god's nature is his causes Mm -hmm. what are the things god is all the time, regardless of the context. Nice. We're going to spend eternity getting to know God and his personality and his character. And it's going to be amazing to continue to do that. But really what we're doing here, what's so important bringing up the principle of causality again, is we're talking about God's nature versus God's character or God's identity versus God's personality. It's cause and effect. Mm. And we need, we need both to get the full experience of God. But it's also important we have resolution over which one we're talking about when we're having conversations about what it means to understand and know him.
0: Thank you, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.